When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In those days, it was September 22nd, 2019, 1030 in the morning. I have no clue who was governor in Syria. But I was standing under a shade canopy, staring into a rocky and sandy ravine with a small earbud in one ear, listening to our tour guide talk about things that had happened a long, long time ago. We were in Bethlehem, the Bethlehem, not that Bethlehem. And our group was sitting beneath olive trees on these metal bleachers. When you go to Bethlehem, they have this large sort of cave thing where it's claimed Jesus was born, as if this was the place where the one came. The ceiling is blackened from long ago campfires, And it really seems more like a rocky overhang than a typical cave. It's likely not what you've always pictured. There's a stone communion table and wooden benches in there. And I'm convinced that that particular cavern, like many other places in the Holy Land, has no real claim on authenticity. Hundreds of years ago, they gold-plated this, and now they've roped off that. It made the whole grotto feel touristy, rather than this spiritual thin place I had really hoped for. So staring out into that ravine at what's called Shepherd's Field, the local tour guide read from the Gospel of Luke, and I really tried to get into the moment. I mean, I'm standing here in Bethlehem, I tell myself. This is what it looks like, Heather. Bethlehem. Maybe nostalgia got in the way. Maybe the fact that it was a warm, sunny morning in September, and I'm used to hearing Christ's birth story in the evening when it's cold in December. But I was looking hard for something, some sign from God that this was the place that I would be the one to catch a glimpse of something. It was likely I was trying way too hard. I continued to scan the valley, trying to listen, trying to focus, really trying to be spiritual, and then lo, behold, there were actual shepherds in the field. 
I mean, they were really far away, and I cannot pick them out of the pictures that I took anymore, but I'm pretty sure, okay, pretty sure we saw shepherds in Shepherd's Field in Bethlehem. And do you know what they were doing? Shepherding, yeah, shepherd things, shepherd things. In this, what has been a whirlwind week, I've been thinking about shepherds and expectations. Some of us have really high expectations around this time of year. We can't help it. We want everything to be perfect and magical and memorable, and we want everyone to be happy. Some of us have low expectations. We can't help it. We've been disappointed too many times. There's too much stress. We're too worn out. It's all too much. Some of us are not sure what to expect tonight. Is this the place? Will we be the ones who might catch a glimpse of something? Tonight, even if you have never been to Bethlehem, that's where we are. We're all gathered here to do what those shepherds did all of those thousands of years ago. We're here to bear witness to the wonder of the unimaginable. We're looking for that promised sign that the miraculous is there in the mundane. On Wednesday evening, this past Wednesday evening at our longest night service, we sang a Christmas carol. It came upon a midnight clear. And I found myself singing a refrain that is not in that song. You see, in the year of our Lord 2020, when Roy Cooper was governor, it's just just a joke, it's just a joke. I mean, he was the governor, but in 2020, we pre-recorded our Christmas Eve service, and the Kairos team sang, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Carol Ann Hartman, who is our Kairos worship director and masterful in all that she does, had us record our children ahead of time, singing a refrain during It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Do you remember? So in the video, if you go back and watch it, Devin Fisher sings, and ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Look now for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing, O rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. And then Carol Ann spliced our children into this song with their tiny cherub voices singing.
I can never not hear their voices now when I sing that carol. In a collection of writings called The Inward Journey, theologian and civil rights leader Howard Thurman wrote, there must be always remaining in every person's life some place for the singing of angels. Luke tells us that the shepherds were out living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. Friends, the shepherds were not trying too hard. They weren't actually probably looking for God. They weren't scanning the skies for some star. They weren't reading the book of Micah. They likely were not filled with high expectations or low ones. They weren't in some holy place trying to force some spiritual experience. They were just in the fields watching their flocks when the astounding burst into their evening. Marianne Williamson, author of the book Gilead, wrote this on Facebook this week. She said, this holiday season, I'm doing what I can to appreciate the sacred in every moment and in everything. Every morning when I wake up, I have a date with myself on my living room couch, and I'm open to whatever miracles await me. And I wish the same for you. Every day is a day when miracles await us. Every day and every place and every hour of every day. To make a place in our lives for the angels to sing means we allow the miraculous to infuse our mundane and sometimes boring lives the same way the shepherds did. The shepherds heard the angels sing of good news, of great joy for all people. And then they were told to go look for something that happens all the time, something common, something ordinary and yet extraordinary all at the same moment. A newborn, a baby. This child was a sign that the good news was true. A baby was a sign that the world had changed. The angels sang to the shepherds to look among the ordinary things of life and see the miraculous. Poet Mary Oliver's advice sounds a lot like the angels. Oliver writes, Instructions for living a life. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. This is what the shepherds do. The witness of the shepherds is that they leave in haste to go and see the miracle of the Christ child. Howard Thurman says, when we hold a place in our lives, a place of hope for the singing of God's angels, the commonplace is shot through with new glory. Old burdens become lighter, 
deep and ancient wounds lose much of their old, old hurting. And despite the harshness of life, despite the harsh discords of life, life is saved by the singing of angels. Angels sing of the wonder that is unimaginable. That God is with us. That Christ the Savior is born. Good, good news of great, great joy for all people. This and this is the place and we are the ones to see something as we listen for angels to sing. Amen. <laughs>